Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run, half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. All qualified listeners who visit HannityGold.com this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So go to HannityGold.com and get yours free while supplies last. That's HannityGold.com. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. So like many of you, I used to suffer from insomnia. No matter what I did, I just couldn't get a perfect night's sleep. Well, then I met Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. He got me fitted for my very own MyPillow, and it's changed my life. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-467-1962. Use the promo code Sean to take advantage of Mike's two-for-one offer. Now, MyPillow is made right here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And by the way, you can even wash it and dry it. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-467-1962, promo code Sean, to get Mike's special two-for-one offer. You know, these snowflakes, they cannot get over the results of the election. They can't handle that they've lost. I said to Linda, Linda, go back and see how we reacted to some of the election losses over the year. We, we held our head high. We sucked it up and we went forward fighting for the things that we believe in. We didn't have these snowflake meltdown moments, which seem to be happening like on a daily basis. It's not- be a joke. I do not believe this is happening. I'm literally about to kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fix this right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. The snowflake marching continues. I mean, the Black Lives Matter marching to Trump Tower to honor, honor Martin Luther King with a I'm demanding a face-to-face meeting with President-elect Trump. It's not going to happen, snowflakes. It's not. You know, poor Nicole Kidman. And I, I think she's a great actress. I never saw her as particularly conservative. She's married to country singer Keith Urban. I happen to like his music. I've never met him. But anyway, she just said, well, it's time to rally around and support the president. Wow. 
You see the response on social media? They want to they want to crucify this woman. How dare she break liberal Hollywood orthodoxy with this? How dare she? How dare she become it's just sort of like you become an infidel. In radical Islam, if you're an infidel, the penalty for for or I'm sorry, if you should become an apostate, the penalty for apostatism is death. That's how insane this has gotten. You have a movie critic with the Hollywood reporter offering a rave review of Obama's farewell address on Tuesday night. And, you know, headlining it as one last reminder of what a president, what presidential looks like. Donald Trump is all schoolyard taunts for white people in silly hats. Well, what is the silly hat comment? What does that mean? Oh, they wear make America great. Oh, you mean people that actually like baseball and football and people that work with their hands. They wear baseball hats, which I've worn my entire life. In my real life, I have a hat on 90% of the time, a baseball cap. I either have my NYPD cap. Well, do you really care? Nobody really cares. All right. Now, and then he says, you know, he loses. I want to grab his pant leg and tell him not to go. I'm like, you got to get over. This is not the end of the world. You know, poor, poor Nicole Kidman. We should tweet out something. At, well, it's only going to make it worse for her if I tweet out in her favor. I probably just made her life more miserable. Even Sean Hannity likes you. She is a great actress. She's a phenomenal actress. By the way, even some of... I spoke with... You know my buddy uh, Compton who works for Tribune? He was with a very, very famous, well-known actress the other night. And he called me because this woman and her mother are fans of my show. First thing out of her mouth, please don't tell anybody. Now, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm going to honor the request. She goes, it would hurt me so badly in my profession. And then she went on to be, you know, exploding in happiness because Donald Trump won the election. Thanks for all I did, et cetera, et cetera. This is a household name that everybody would know. And now everybody's saying, who is it? Who is it? Now, I'll tell you in the break. Don't worry. Let not your heart be troubled. I share everything with my staff. Now, it gets a little more dangerous when you say, well, Donald Trump... There's an article today, Donald Trump to be world's primary target for terrorists, radicals, and crazies. You got another Yahoo.com article, protests will aim to disrupt the Trump inauguration, according to organizers. Did the mainstream media, I actually love this on Town Hall, did the mainstream media forget how Obama treated Fox News? Now, you may remember we were the only people vetting Barack Obama. And Barack Obama never liked it. And on at least a dozen occasions, we have some of them racked up here. You know, Obama couldn't stand it. And it was so obvious that I and Fox was in his head. Listen to just the attacks on me. You already know how powerful the Latino vote can be. In 2012, Latinos voted at record numbers. The next day, even Sean Hannity changed his mind and decided immigration reform was a good idea. Think about it. Look, uh, there, that's there, a there, hateful no, thing. There, Fox there, News there, is there, not there, hateful. There, if you were watching Sean Hannity consistently, he's a comedy. You, you would. These guys—they've given me a hard time. With respect to Sean Hannity, I, I didn't know that he had invited me for a beer. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I, I will take that under advisement. Gen- generally. Uh, his opinion of me does not seem to be very high, but uh, but I'm always good for a beer. How are the uh, wife and kids doing? You know, they're doing great. 
They, they seem to be thriving watching Nickelodeon. They're not listening to Sean Hannity on uh, Nickelodeon. I'll put Mr. Burgess up against Sean Hannity. He'll tear him up. Is, is, is Sean Hannity suddenly going to get on the airways and say, you know, I was wrong about this Obama guy. He's, he's my man. No. I mean, I think that there's a certain segment uh, of hardcore Sean Hannity fans that probably wouldn't want to go have a beer with me. There's no doubt about that. I'd love to have a beer with him. He's gone in seven days. I'd love to celebrate him leaving. I'll even buy him champagne and caviar and buy him the biggest, most delicious steak he ever had in his life. I'll pay whatever. He says he's always good for beer. I'd love to interview him. And I'd love to say, well, you forgot these statistics that I gave out the entire election year, which I think played a part in people's decisions. You know, there's a reason that the states Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania went Trump. And it all has to do with a bad economy. It all has to do with people out of work. You know, if you look at the way the mainstream media treats Obama versus how they how he treated me versus how they treat Trump versus how the media treats me, too. I never had any media outlet ever give me an opportunity to edit a piece before it actually went went out, was either put online or printed out. You know, this town hall piece. You know, I know the mainstream media is still licking their wounds after President-elect Trump smacked them around in the first press conference. I told you that was the greatest beatdown ever. If you if you know how abusively biased the mainstream media is and the fact that they have been exposed to such an unbelievable level. Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Go since ahead. You're, no, Mr. President-elect. Go, go ahead. Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not can you. you give us a chance? Your organization You are attacking terrible. our news organization. Your organization Can you give us a chance Let's to go. ask a question, sir? Go ahead. Sir, can Quiet. you state? Quiet. Can, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Can you state categorically? She's asking a question. Don't Mr. be rude. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. Can I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You sta- can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. can you stay categorically that nobody... No, Mr. President-elect, that's not go appropriate. Ahead. That's not appropriate. You're lecturing the president-elect of the United States, and you're being extraordinarily rude, and he didn't let you get your question. And remember Obama's, well, Republicans can come, but they have to write him back. we got to have middle-class families up in front. We, we, we can't... Uh... We, we don't mind the Republicans joining us. They can go come for the ride, but they got to sit in back. Oh, sit in the back. Social Darwinist in the back, which he said. And his attacks against Fox News, we've, I've played it many times. I won't play it here now. You know, it's funny. The New York Times is blasting Trump for his Nazi comparison. Meanwhile, they forgot their own Nazi references all throughout the campaign, and they were appalled and shocked, and yet it's deeply hypocritical given the And Newsbusters pointed this out. You know, if Trump says, I think it was Russia that hacked the Democrats, the reporters say President-elect Trump should have known that comparing himself to a victim of Nazi persecution would not go over well. Okay, but sad thing is the New York Times themselves do it and have done it using it against Trump. Only then it's okay. Is anyone paying attention to Rosie O'Donnell lost her mind calling for martial law and the arrest of Donald Trump? I mean, it's not fun. Listen, if you want to know the truth, are they not creating an atmosphere? If these were conservatives saying this about a liberal president, wouldn't we be accused of creating a, an atmosphere of violence and they'd want to blame us? Remember after the Oklahoma City bombing, poor Rush, Lim- Rush Limbaugh. 
All he does is give opinions. He doesn't advocate violence. Now we've got these snowflakes now attacking poor L.L. Bean. I'm going to now go to their website and buy L.L. Bean stuff. Then you got an L.A. artist creating a mural out of blood as a reflection of Trump's presidency. you got these idiots in Hollywood. They've come together to make another anti-Trump video using Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. First I was afraid. I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent All right, enough. so It's many so nights. bad. It's so bad. It's just not worth it. And, it's, and it goes from there. Now you got Hillary's spokesperson, official campaign spokesperson, is now saying that the legitimacy of Donald Trump's election victory is now in question. I hope the first thing Trump does on January 20th after he signs Obamacare's repeal is send a memo to the Justice Department urging De- Jeff Sessions to reopen the probe into Hillary's email, although that wouldn't be his role. And Jeff Sessions said in confirmation he'd recuse himself. Good, let's have an independent prosecutor. Somebody that's fair. Joe Genova, he'll be good. Victoria Tunsing, they'd be good. Anyway, a week before he is about to be sworn in, they cannot believe still that Donald Trump won over a Politico. And by the way, he criticized the Justice Department's Inspector General for launching an investigation into Democratic complaints that the FBI director torpedoed Hillary Clinton's chances. Why? Because that probably comes back to Hillary. What are Hillary Clinton's people complaining about with respect to the FBI, Trump said, based on information that she should never have been allowed to run guilty as hell. He's right. Anyone else would have been arrested, tried, and probably convicted if you had a private email server and did the things that Hillary did. We know because we've been advocating on this program for a sailor that took six pictures inside a submarine and is in jail for a year with his baby daughter, his mother and wife, desperately waiting for him to go come home. Six pictures that he took for his own personal use. You know, imagine, I went back, I found this article, a friend of mine sent it to me. Alt-left radical media missed it. You know, they want to talk about Golden Shower Gate. Go back to this this whole scoop that blew up in their faces like an exploding cigar this week. Now that their reputations are in shreds, I have no doubt the Washington Post, New York Times, all the other alt-radical left news outlets who fell for the hoax, I bet they'll spend send some teams of reporters that are working on a story and try and find a kernel in truth in this. To just say, well, no, we were really, really right. But there was an ABC story back in 2007 when... The alleged Las Vegas madam, again, I'm talking about ABC News, they reported this, that she told undercover police officers her clients ranged from Shaquille and O'Neal to Bill Clinton. What? Prostitutes? President? Right, we'll get to all of this today and a lot of your calls. We're going to go over what happened that we didn't cover a lot this week as it relates to the confirmation hearings. And I did it on purpose. I did it because there's no point. I did it because all of these people will be confirmed and to highlight the stupidity of them, well, it would only be kind of a waste of time giving them attention they didn't deserve. And plus, of course, we had a lot of other news. If you miss one day, you'll be out of the loop. Would someone please tell me what is going on here? This is the Sean Hannity Show.
So I was coming into work today, and, you know, I realized this yesterday. I was coming into work yesterday, and I think, Linda, you saw that I tweeted out a picture of a car that had overturned on what we call in New York the LIE. And I said, prayers, L-I-E. And people didn't understand. They thought I was saying lie. And, I, well, I wouldn't expect people in any other part of the country to understand that this is America's biggest parking lot, the Long Island Expressway. And I meant prayers. The accident had happened. The car flipped over on the Long Island Expressway. So I'm coming into work today, and I noticed that on the other side there's no cars. And then I noticed that cops are stopped and preventing cars from entry at every exit. I mean, this has gone on for a long time. Stephen McDonald's funeral was today, and I knew it had happened. John McLaughlin had given us the news a couple of days ago, and I talked to Rudy about it last night. I knew Stephen McDonald. He was a New York police detective, barely survived being shot by a teen in Central Park. He became to New York, and anybody that met him, like I did on a number of occasions, one of the most inspirational people you would ever meet. He was only 59 years old. He was a loving dad, brother, husband, and he went through this mass took place at St. Patrick's Cathedral, which I think is one of the most beautiful churches you've ever been to. If you go to New York, that is worth seeing. Not a whole lot else, but that's worth seeing. Certainly the Freedom Tower, but he was an incredible person who, in spite of everything that was done to him, forgave the person that put him in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and I'm sure this all led to his death. And, you know, as one person, his son said, he was the greatest man I could ever ask to be my father. He made his mission for all of us to realize that love must win. And even Comrade de Blasio, today there's unity in our city, always using it for a cheap political point, but Rudy Giuliani, it was 1986 during his second year on the job, And he was questioning three boys in Central Park. One of them pulls out a gun and shot him in the head, throat, and spine. And he lived the rest of his life as a quadriplegic, confined to this wheelchair. And my conversations with I never forget, I saw him all the time. His wife, Patty Ann, stood by his side the entire time. And he offered forgiveness for this person. I'm not that good a person. I don't think. I mean, amazing grace, love. So I, I wanted to go. We sent something over from the from the radio show. And then I see this long line begin. It was the longest procession. And by the way, the most deserved that I'd ever seen in my entire life. It went on and on and on and on and on and on. I assume they were probably going out somewhere in Farmingdale where a lot of the cemeteries are in Long Island. And. There's no person I can think of in this world that deserved it more than this man. Imagine you being shot, quadriplegic, wheelchair, rest of your life. And he taught us a real lesson of forgiveness. It's the reminder, forgive us. They know not what they do. We'll miss Steve McDonald. Okay, winter is on the way, and if you listen to this show, you know there's only one product that I absolutely rely on when I get a sore throat or a scratchy throat, and that's the delicious Pine Brothers Softish Throat Drops. Now, it's the only throat drop that is ranked number one in throat coating action, number one. 
And I mean, you can literally feel it, that coating of your throat with their gum acacia, their plant glycerin, and of course, their delicious natural flavors. Now, they're amazing. My favorite is wild cherry and licorice. I also love the honey and licorice. Now, I've turned a lot of people onto Pine Brothers. You want to know the first three things that come out of their mouth? One, they're delicious. I can feel them coat my throat, and wow, they're soft, almost like a gummy bear. Yeah, I know they're soft. That's why they're called Pine Brothers Softish Throat Drops. Now, work with me, people. So this season, look, you're going to have some throat issues and do what I do to soothe my golden throat. I use Pine Brothers Throat Drops. You will love this product. It's worth every penny. You can find Pine Brothers at CVS, Select, Walmart, Target, ShopRite. Why? Because they are the best. So I spent a lot of time this week ignoring after we came out warning you what these confirmation hearings would be like, ignoring them. And why did I do it? I did it for a very specific reason, knowing, number one, that all of these people would be confirmed, and number two, not wanting to call attention to insanity and feed into the frenzy that exists in the news media. Now, let me just play. Now, listen, for example, our CIA, the person that was nominated to be the CIA director, um, it's, it's almost beyond the pale because they're asking this guy what he thinks about global warming. They're trying to get Mad Dog Manus to talk about gays in the military and women serving in combat. And his answer is just spectacular because he's like, OK, you really want me to tell you what the job of of being a, the, the secretary of defense is all about? It's, it's a pretty simple thing. You know, Senator, my belief, we need to stay focused on a military that's so lethal that on the battlefield, that it will be the enemy's longest day and their worst day when they run into that force. But it shows you the mentality and the mindset of the left. Social engineering is their entire focus. Not a strong military, not secure borders, not balanced budgets, not CIA and intelligence. They're not focused on the lack of cybersecurity. No, these are the questions that these nominees face this week. CIA Director Brennan, who spent a 25-year career at the CIA as an analyst, a senior manager, and station chief in the field, has said that when, quote, CIA analysts look for deeper causes of rising instability in the world, one of the causes those CIA analysts see as the, is the impact of climate change. Do you have any reason to doubt the assessment of these CIA analysts? Uh, Senator Harris, I haven't had a chance to to read those materials with respect to uh, climate change. I do know the agency's role there. Uh, Its role is to collect foreign intelligence, to understand threats to the world. That would certainly include threats from uh, poor governance, regional instability, uh, threats from all sources, and deliver that information to policymakers. And uh, to the extent that changes in climatic activity uh, are part of that foreign intelligence collection, task, uh, we will deliver that information to you all and to the president. In the past, you have questioned the scientific consensus on climate change. Nevertheless, according to NASA, multiple studies published in peer-reviewed scientific journals show that 97% or more of actively published um, climate scientists agree that climate warning trends over the past century are extremely likely due to human activities. In addition, most of the leading scientific organizations worldwide have issued public statements endorsing this position. Do you have any reason to doubt NASA's findings? Senator, I've actually spoken to this in my uh, political life uh, some. Uh, My commentary most all has been directed uh, to ensuring that the policies that America put in place 
actually achieve the objective of ensuring that uh, we didn't have catastrophic harm that resulted from change in climate. I continue to hold that view. Uh, I frankly, as the director of CIA, uh, would prefer today not to get into the details of climate debate and science. It just, it seems my, my, my role is going to be so different and unique from that. It, it is going to be to work alongside warriors keeping Americans safe. Uh, and so uh, I, I stand by the things that I've said previously uh, with respect to that issue. I just want to get an answer to, a, I think, a simple yes or no question. If you are confirmed to lead HUD, you'll be responsible for issuing billions of dollars in grants and loans to help develop housing and provide a lot of housing-related services. Now, housing development is an area in which President-elect Trump and his family have significant business interests. Can you assure me that not a single taxpayer dollar that you give out will financially benefit the president-elect or his family? I can assure you uh, that the things that I do are driven by a sense of morals and values. And therefore, I will absolutely not play favorites for anyone. Dr. Carson, let me stop right there. I'm actually trying to ask a more pointed question, and it's not about your good faith. That's not my concern. My concern is whether or not among the billions of dollars that you will be responsible for handing out in grants and loans, can you just assure us that not one dollar will go to benefit either the president-elect or his family? It will not be my intention to do anything I, to, to benefit any, any American. I understand that. It's for all Americans, but everything may, that we do. Do I take that to mean that you may manage programs that will significantly benefit the president-elect? You can take it to mean that I will manage things in a way that benefits the American people. That is going to be the goal. Uh, To to the best uh, you understand that. If there happens to be an extraordinarily a good program that's working for millions of people, and it turns out that, that, that someone that you're targeting is going to gain, you know, $10 from it. Am I going to say, no, the rest of you Americans can't have it? I think logic and common sense probably would be the best way. Is grabbing a woman by her genitals without consent, is that sexual assault? Clearly, it would be. You. Um... If a sitting president or any other high federal official was accused of committing what the president-elect described in a context in which it could be federally prosecuted, would you be able to prosecute and investigate? The president is subject to certain lawful restrictions, and uh, they would be required to be applied by the appropriate law enforcement official if nece- if if appropriate yes and the uh conduct described based on the description would be sexual assault well the confusion about the question was a hypothetical question and it, it and it related to what was said on the tape i did not remember at the time whether uh oh, this was suggested to be an un uh, accepted unwanted okay, well, that would certainly um, uh, de- meet the definition uh, if that's what the tape said then that would be um, my, my question is very simple is grabbing a woman by her genitals without consent 
Is that sexual assault? Yes. Thank you. Unbelievable. No evidence. This is where everybody's not getting. This is where Washington is dysfunctional and out of touch with the mainstream of the American people. This is not what the American people are focused on. They're not. What they do want to hear from their secretary of defense is exactly the types of things that I was telling you. They want to know what's going to happen. They want to know that if this country is attacked, that we are prepared. That's why the public overall is not paying attention to any of this stuff. And that's why this all backfired on CNN and and BuzzFeed this week. I do believe there was a breathlessness in the reporting. They got him. They got Trump. You know, as Michael Goodwin said in the New York Post yesterday, they, they thought they had the kill shot. And this is this is going to be the mentality of the left wing media. They, it's all about gotcha. Now, do you think any part of the Trump agenda they agree with? It's not happening. They, they don't want an originalist on the Supreme Court. They don't want extreme vetting. They don't want a wall built. They will characterize tax cuts as tax cuts for the rich and for the wealthy. Meanwhile, those corporate tax rates dropping of 15% will incentivize many, many companies, as we now see is starting to happen, to build their factories here in the United States. We see that it's happening in Michigan. We see the carrier is stand, staying in Indiana. We see that Ford is not going to Mexico. We see that Fiat Chrysler is staying as well. We see that Apple is quick to brag that they're going to be doing investments. You got this guy from Japan that wants to create a million jobs and invest all of this money, the Alibaba guy. I'm sorry, the guy from China. Did I say Japan? Jack Ma, that's his name. But he wants to create a million jobs and get Americans back to work. 95 million Americans are out of work. 43 million Americans are on food stamps. Nearly 50 million are in poverty. Real Americans, real families, real suffering. And when you have a 51-year low rate of home ownership rate, that means the American dream is getting further and further away from many more people. The dream of most Americans is that they, one day, they work hard, they save their dollars, they put it away, they, they're able to scrounge together, maybe with the help of mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, enough money for a down payment for a house and a piece of land and a piece of property that they call their own. And then they'll, they'll spend the next 30 years of their working lives paying that home off. And then hopefully the value increases in the meantime, in the interim. And then that becomes their retirement. Way beyond that which Social Security could or ever would provide. Or what it was ever designed for. That dream has died. You know, to be asking the head of the CIA with all that is going on with cybersecurity. It's amazing how many people have misinterpreted purposefully. My remarks about WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. They have done us a favor. They've been out there for 10 years. For 10 years, they have been releasing information. It's never been wrong. My original fears were were on very solid ground, that people would be killed if names and methods and procedures were released. But they have shown us that we have a vulnerability, vulnerability that needs to be fixed. We need to go on defense. We need to stop the White House from being hacked. 
the State Department from being hacked, all that has happened in the Obama years, the Department of Defense from being hacked, the Postal Service from being hacked, the IRS from being hacked, the Office of Personal Management, 2014, 23 million individual files stolen by China. It's a lot of files. And the question is, well, none of this appeared to matter to the president, the Democrats, Congress, or anybody. And I'm saying, hello, WikiLeaks, 10 years. They're in every single solitary government agency we have. You might want to fix this. That's not what they're focused on. I mean, imagining asking the CIA director, nominee, what he thinks about global warming. Who gives a rip what he thinks about global warming? That's not his job. It's not Mad Dog Mattis's job to be the great social engineer at the Defense Department. His job is to build a lethal, state-of-the-art, ready-and-prepared military to face the many evil threats that exist in this world. What's so hard about that? I love what David Limbaugh wrote about all of this. This is not about Jeff Sessions. It's not. I'll get into this later. Their attacks are not grounded on any concern that he's racist. They love Jeff Sessions. They know he's not a racist. They know he's an honorable man. Limbaugh writes, his disqualifying sin in their eyes is that he is a conservative and a Southern one at that, which makes it even easier to demonize him as a bigot. You watch these hearings, you saw it was not Sessions, particularly he was on trial, but conservatism and all subscribing to it. It's the narrative we hear every two to four years. Every two to four years. We're racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. I can't even remember all the phobias I have, or I'm supposed to have. By the way, Guccifer 2.0 came out of hiding and says Russia had nothing to do with his DNC hack. Is he telling the truth? I don't know. Why did I interview Julian Assange? Because I asked him every question possible with the hopes that you will make your own decision. Did you ever have contact with Putin? No. His surrogates? No. Trump? No. His surrogates? No. Anyway, Obama Justice Department rules against cops again. More African-Americans. This is in the Chicago area. We had 762 people killed last year. Is anyone paying attention but me? 4,000 since Obama's been president, but he only speaks out when it advances a, a narrative or agenda, like in the case of Trayvon Martin or Ferguson or Freddie Gray or the stupid Cambridge police that were acted stupidly, whatever else he said. All right, a lot of ground to cover here. We'll get to your calls as well. Our toll-free telephone number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. You know, I, I'm not sure that um, uh, 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 we've made mistakes and we'll make some more. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, let's hit a quick call here. 800-941-SEAN. Let's go to Brian in Florida. What's up, Brian? How are you? We have one minute. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I wanted to call because of this show the press is putting on all day long yesterday on the radio and on the news last night. 
They're going on about, you know, the possibility that Trump could somehow profit or benefit in some way now that he's uh, the president or going to be the president. And for the last eight years, they were asleep at the wheel and refused to look at the Clinton Foundation at, at all. I mean, they didn't look word. at the Clinton Foundation. They didn't want to look at the WikiLeaks discoveries. No. They they were partners and the biggest donors to Hillary's campaign. That's why most of these networks are still in shock. They can't believe they lost. They think they deserve to win. And... Um, they're just going to have to, snowflakes are going to have to get over it or they're just going to melt one or the other. We can pretend that the law is blind. We can pretend that it is evil-handed. But if we are honest with ourselves, we know that we are called upon daily by the people we represent to help them deal with unfairness in how the law is written and enforced. Those who are committed to equal justice in our society wonder whether Senator Session called for law and order the mean today what it meant in Alabama when I was coming up back then. The rule of law was used to violate the human and civil rights of the poor, the dispossessed people of color. I was born in rural Alabama, not very far from where Senator Session was raised. There was no way to escape or deny the chokehold of discrimination and racial hate that surrounded us. I saw the signs that said white waiting colored waiting. I saw the signs that said white men, colored men, white women, colored women. I tasted the bitter fruits, the bitter fruits of segregation and racial discrimination. Segregation was the law of the land that ordered our society in the deep south. Any black person who did not cross the street when a white person was walking down the same sidewalk, who did not move to the back of the bus, who drank from a white water fountain, who looked a white person directly in their eyes could be arrested and taken to jail. The forces of law and order in Alabama were so strong that to take a stand against this injustice, we had to be willing to sacrifice our lives. We must see the world for what it is, have clear priorities, and understand that our power is considerable, but it is not infinite. We must, where possible, build pathways to new partnerships and strengthen old bonds which have frayed. If confirmed, I intend to conduct a foreign policy consistent with these ideals. We will never apologize for who we are or what we hold dear. We will see the world for what it is, be honest with ourselves and the American people, follow facts where they lead us, and hold ourselves and others accountable. CIA Director Brennan, who spent a 25-year career at the CIA as an analyst, a senior manager, and station chief in the field, has said that when, quote, CIA analysts look for deeper causes of rising instability in the world, one of the causes those CIA analysts see as the, is the impact of climate change. Do you have any reason to doubt the assessment of these CIA analysts? Uh, Senator Harris, I haven't had a chance to, to read those materials with respect to uh, climate change. I do know the agency's role there. Uh, its role is to collect foreign intelligence, to understand threats to the world. That would certainly include threats from uh, poor governance, regional instability, uh, threats from all sources, and deliver that information to policymakers. And uh, to the extent that changes in climatic activity uh, are part of that foreign intelligence collection task, uh, we will deliver that information to you all and to the president. In the past, you have questioned the scientific consensus on climate change. Nevertheless, according to NASA, multiple studies published in peer-reviewed scientific journals show that 97% or more of actively published 
um, climate scientists agree that climate warning trends over the past century are extremely likely due to human activities. In addition, most of the leading scientific organizations worldwide have issued public statements endorsing this position. Do you have any reason to doubt NASA's findings? Senator, I've actually spoken to this in my uh, political life uh, some. Uh, My commentary most all has been directed uh, to ensuring that the policies that America put in place uh, actually achieved the objective of ensuring that uh, we didn't have catastrophic harm that resulted from change in climate. I continue to hold that view. Uh, I frankly, as the director of CIA, uh, would prefer today not to get into the details of climate debate and science. It just, it seems my, my, my role is going to be so different and unique from that. It, it is going to be to work alongside warriors keeping Americans safe. Uh, and so uh, I, I stand by the things that I've said previously uh, with respect to that issue. First, I want to express my concerns about being made to testify at the very end of the witness panels. To have a senator, a House member, and a living civil rights legend testify at the end of all of this is the equivalent of being made to go to the back of the bus. It is a petty strategy, and the record should reflect my consternation at the unprecedented process that brought us here. My record on on equality speaks for itself, and I don't mind being last. But to have a living legend like John Lewis handled in such a fashion is beyond the pale, and the message sent by this process is duly noted by me and the 49 members of the Congressional Black Caucus and the 78 million Americans we represent and the over 17 African Americans that we represent. Well, I purposely, by the way, glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Toll free, our telephone number is 800-941-SEAN. After the Jeff Sessions session, if you will, uh, in his confirmation hearings that we covered at length, because I, I gave you a preview of Monday of what was coming all week. I decided with Golden Showergate and a corrupt news media and fake news that we had so many other things to talk about. And then I realized, well, Republicans have 52 senators. Not one of these, not one of these nominees is in any trouble whatsoever. I know that Joe Manchin has already said he'll actually be on TV tonight that he's going to confirm, vote to confirm Jeff Sessions. I think it was put best by my friend and author and columnist David Limbaugh when he said these these attacks on Jeff Sessions and others, they're not grounded in any concern of racism or he has a that he has a, has something terrible in his ancient history. That's not what they're concerned about here. They know Sessions is not a racist. They know he's an honorable man. They work with him all these years. His disqualifying sin in their eyes is that he is a conservative and a southern one at that, which makes it even easier to demonize him as a bigot. You know, if you watch these hearings, it's not Sessions who was put on trial. David Limbaugh's right. It's conservatism that is being put on trial. And the part of conservative, the narrative that has always been false, that is conservatives are racist, they're sexist, they're homophobic, they're xenophobic, they're Islamophobic. It is a bumper sticker slogan talking point. As I pointed out at the beginning of the week that we hear every single election season and it is inaccurate. Do you know how ridiculous it sounded when when Mad Dog Mattis was being asked about whether women can fight in combat and gays and lesbians in the military? And, you know, is that really the role of the defense secretary or is it how do we defend this country 
against enemies, foreign and domestic. And he gave such a great answer when asked about this. Frankly, said, I'm, I've never cared much about two consenting adults and who they go to bed with. He said this to Kirsten Gillibrand from New York. Do you believe openly serving homosexuals along with women in combat u- units is undermining our force? Senator, my belief is we have to stay focused on a military that is so lethal that on the battlefield it will be the enemy's longest day and their worst day when they run into that force. That's called keeping your eye on the ball. That's called what a secretary of defense ought to be focused on. And then earlier you heard the montage that was Kansas Republican Representative Mike Pompeo, and he had to answer all of these ridiculous questions from Senator Kamala Harris of California about global warming. Well, what does a CIA director have to do with global warming? You know, he responds, Senator Harris, I haven't had a chance to read the materials about what NASA says as respect to climate change. I do know the agency's role. Its role is to collect foreign intelligence, to understand the threats to the world. That would certainly include threats from poor governance, regional instability, threats from all sources, and deliver that information to policymakers. That's his job. It's not everything is not about social engineering, which is how the left views this. Anyway, joining us now, and then you hear the racially charged language uh, from Cedric Richmond, who is from Louisiana, the back of the bus comment, which is just so over the top. I happen to know and like John Lewis. I knew him when I was in Atlanta. I don't think he agrees with the thing I say politically, but you know, I respect his work in the civil rights movement. I mean, he was he was a strong, staunch courageous fighter in in that movement and he deserves all the credit in the world for that and nobody was diminishing his role by giving him front and center daytime primetime viewing at the hearing joining us the reverend jesse lee peterson he's with rebuildingtheman.com author of the book the antidote healing america from the poison of hate blame and victimhood reverend reverend oliver white of the grace community united church do you find that type of comment back of the bus and and do you think it's appropriate for a CIA director to be talking about global warming and climate change? And do you think it's the job of the Secretary of Defense to deal with social engineering, Oliver White? Well, uh, I didn't think you loved me anymore. I haven't heard from you in a while, but I'm glad to be on. Of course, your show I love today. you, Reverend. I mean, you're you're a man of the cloth. You're a man of God. <laughs> I'm just a I'm a humble sinner that needs redemption. I now that I agree with. We don't agree on much, but I do agree. I, with I, that. I I'm not I'm yeah. not going to argue with you. You're right. <laughs> you know, actually, um, what I'm hearing today is is you know it reminds me of of how divided our country is and how we are focused on our point of view to the extent uh, that. We can't hear what the other person is saying. I think some of what you said is is right. I mean, uh, but you know, the fact that I would agree, I disagree with much of it, isn't uh, like saying, "Well, these things shouldn't be talked about." Well, if I was going to quote, until, if I was going to quote Barack Obama, Republicans won't. Yeah. Until our environment uh, doesn't threaten life, or at least our uh, the generation following us. I tell these things are, are talked about and worked on, and you know they they need to we need to be reminded of this. Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, you know, listening to first, I want to say to you, Sean, that was a 
excellent job uh, uh, interview that you did with the Wicked League guy. It was very, very interesting. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, uh, listening to John, Representative John Lewis, it's, it's a shame, Sean. I, too, grew up down in Alabama. I grew up on a plantation. I was raised on that plantation until I was 18 years old. I remember for colors only sign, for whites only. Uh, we couldn't go and live certain places. But those days are behind us. White men and black men and Jews alike have sacrificed their lives for us, for all people. And we need to move forward and stop living in the past. Uh, Representative Lewis did not have a problem with Robert Byrd. And Robert Byrd was a recruiter for the KKK. And yet they embraced him like 90 going north. Uh, black Americans don't need to be reminded in that way. These people are using this false illusion of racism in order to manipulate and control. Senator Jeff Session is a good man. Even Cory uh, Booker spoke highly of him. And now that I believe Cory is want to run for president, all of a sudden they're calling this man a racist. They should really be ashamed of themselves and at some point set a good example you know, it is, it's such a, especially black people. It's such a, a great point you make is that in one moment they're, they're praising Senator Sessions. The next minute they're calling him a racist after all these years. It shows it's politically motivated. All right, both of you stay right there. We'll have more with Reverend Peterson, more with Reverend White when we come back on the other side. It's time to take back America. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue with the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson and Oliver White, the left using the race card in the confirmation hearings all week. Oliver White, I just, why is it always hard to get out of you that using the race card every four years, using it every election cycle, this caricature of conservatives as racist, why don't you just say that it's wrong, that it's a false narrative? There's nothing in Jeff Sessions' background or any of these candidates' backgrounds for the cabinet that would render them a racist. If they were, I wouldn't want them there. Well, uh, let, let me respond to the to uh, first to the point that was made by Reverend Peterson. Um, I'm not sure if he's saying uh, that the race problem or the homophobic problem in America is behind us. I'm not sure he's saying that, but but that's what I'm hearing. They're calling him and, a wait a minute, sir, sir, sir. Something like they do every exist. election season. Like they do every four years, they're doing it now. And I'm asking, why don't good men like yourself, men of the cloth, speak out and say that is that is irresponsible and wrong? Why won't you just say it? I, I don't think so. I think that I look at, I look at it more as an opportunity to remind uh, this country that we still got some issues we need to work on. Now, as far as Jeff Sessions is concerned, uh, I. You know, I read his resume, and, and you know, I, I read a few things about him. But is there anything you can point enough. to, well, sir, is there anything you can point to that's racist? No, no, I, I, other than the fact that he opened his mouth and said some things, like we all do, that he... All right, so the uh, answer is no. So, Reverend Peterson, me. why are so people so reluctant to, to just call it out for what it is, and then we got to run? Well, because they really don't want black Americans to go free. They want to keep them on the plantation of the Democratic Party. And in the past, they have used that word racism in order to intimidate white people. A quick example of not wanting black people to move forward, these same people want to stop Teledica College uh, 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 band from playing, performing at Donald, Trump, Donald Trump's inauguration. 
and that would be a good opportunity for those young black kids to go to Washington, D.C. They can check out some of the uh, uh, sightseeing there. They've never gone there before. They could get a chance to be a part of America. And these people are trying to prevent those young kids from that university from going there because they want them angry. And this is a shame. I just don't understand how you could speak so highly of a man like uh, Senator Session and then look him in the face and call him a racist because you're trying to maintain power for yourself. This is not good. This is evil. It's not good for America. And to Reverend White, the Republicans don't hate black people. They don't hate the homosexuals. The liberals like yourself are using this in order to manipulate. You guys are the ones that hate, not the Republican conservatives. All right, got to leave it right there. Well, we now, appreciate now, it. I please respond? I'm, I'm just really? out of time. Go ahead, respond quickly. All right. Uh, first of all, Brother Peterson, I think you moved too far from the rock. And the second point is, I I just kind of think that we need to give the Trump administration, which includes Jeff Sessions, an opportunity. I mean, I'm willing to do that because the I know that have already will done say that. We don't need you to do that. All right, I'm going to end it there. I, we got the point. 800-941-SEAN-PAM Geller is going to join us next. She's got two videos you need to hear about. That and more straight ahead. Do you support Planned Parenthood funding for clitoridectomies? Um, for clitoridectomies. That's the same thing. That's, that's female circumcision. Of course, yeah. It, yeah. I believe it's, 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 up to the, it's, it's up to whoever wants to actually perform that, but I definitely think it's up to that, that singular person. Regardless of their age? Oh, absolutely. Um, Is that similar to an IUD? I'm, like, not super no. educated on the topic. No. It's like a cultural practice. Yeah. In, like, Africa normally, right? So the families, the families are choosing that they want this. It's okay? I mean, who am I to say no to, to what somebody wants to do? Okay. In that sense, it's their body, right? Would you support Planned Parenthood funding for female circumcision? Yeah. I mean, if it's, like, what the family wants... I've actually read a lot about it in other I countries. I haven't, so I don't know. Yeah. And like, people are constantly going to other countries and fighting to end that, so that's a little... I didn't know about this. I mean, there's yeah, a movement to end me. male circumcision, too. If that was what somebody's choice was, then I would say that, then sure. And I think Planned Parenthood is all about a woman's right to choose. So would you support Planned Parenthood funding for female I, circumcision? I would, yeah, absolutely. If it's pro-choice, it's up to everyone, each his own. I mean, my, my tendency is to say, like, if there are like not stand in the way of people's cultural traditions, mm-hmm. but on this particular one, I don't know if I could provide an answer just because I don't know enough about female circumcision. It sounds mm-hmm. like genital mutilation. Mm-hmm. And like, if you could fast forward, if the female... Well, it had... is. I mean, some people consider it to be genital mutilation, but yeah, then, then you know, it's, but it's <laughs> cultural, you know, so a lot of people would find it culturally insensitive if you called it genital mutilation. Yeah, that's a tricky one. I think that's sort of, I don't know... <laughs> This case, apparently they have chosen not to stay there, but to come to the United States. That will be taken into... Well, yeah, and they came with fake passports, so I don't know if they would get... They came here from Syria, and, you know, they were kind of afraid to come in because they're here illegally. And so I don't know, like, what I can do to help them because, you know, I'm trying to make sure that they, you know, are, like, integrated and they get, you know, immigration services but they don't have documents because they came here illegally with How a fake. How long ago are we talking about? When did they come to the U.S.? The issue is with them is that they have fake passports. I think that's how they got here. So 
I mean, I'm assuming... We waive sometimes uh, the passports or whatever, you understand? Because they are unable to provide... So if they have a fake passport, you'd be able to waive it? No, no. Well, the fake passport is one thing. We are going to use the name uh, that was on the passport as AKA, also known as. Chances are, considering the situation in Syria, that they are not going to be sent back. Right now, what is their situation? None. So they they came here like... All right, 24 now till the top of the hour. Toll-free or telephone numbers 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. This is sort of a snowflake update with a, well, harder edge to it because the threat is real and it's not imagined. You got one movie critic, for example, losing it over Obama's fare. Well, I want to grab his pant leg and I want to tell him not to go. And then poor Nicole Kidman actually says it's now time for everyone to support Donald Trump and, and you should see the vitriol. That is being sent her way for daring to say, well, let's come together. Now the election's over. Let's try and fix and solve the country's problems. Then we have an article, Inauguration Day, Donald Trump to be the world's primary target for terrorists, radicals, and crazies. You've got a Yahoo.com protesters will aim to disrupt the inauguration, say organizers. By the way, it's funny all the talk about how badly cnn's being treated i'm thinking okay what about fox news all these years and what about sean hannity all these years i didn't hear anybody ever on cnn defend me so i'm not defending them suck it up boys get ready that's life in the in the big city anyway and then the new york time goes after donald trump for a nazi comparison well sad thing for them newsbusters is out there saying well after months of doing the same thing to donald trump with these nazi analogies Rosie O'Donnell wants martial law to delay the Trump inauguration. Donald Trump supports L.L. Bean because one of the owners actually spoke out in favor of him. And all these people are attacking this poor lady. I saw her on Fox and Friends the other morning. You have a Los Angeles artist creating a mural out of blood as a reflection of Trump's presidency. You got these dopey celebrities doing this ridiculous video to the tune of Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Daily Beast column saying the term fake news has become Trump's right-wing populist bludgeon and all of this going on. But these videos that were put out by the American Freedom Defense Initiative show that if you're a jihadist terrorist and you want to enter the U.S. to kill infidels, it couldn't be easier. You don't even need a real passport. And by the way, if you want to involve yourself and you have these radical views about female mutilation. Do you know what female mutilation is? I don't know if I really should go into the description of it, but I do suspect some of you may not know. But it's horrific, barbaric, it's evil. And it goes on in many countries that practice Sharia. Pam Geller is the president of the American Defense uh, Freedom Defense Initiative, editor, publisher of Atlas Shrugs, has a new book, The Post-American Presidency, Obama's War on America and Stop the Islamization of America. Pam Geller, how are you? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. Well, you haven't been in trouble in a while, so that's why I guess we haven't had you on, but these <laughs> videos are pretty scary. I, I mean, I'm kind of torn. I wonder if I wonder if there are people that don't know what female mutilation is, and explain the context of that video. Well, we went to Columbia University, which is an Ivy League university with the best minds of their generation, um, supposedly on the cutting edge of knowledge. And we asked students if they supported Planned Parenthood and would they support Planned Parenthood uh, funding and uh, supporting um, female circumcision or female genital mutilation, which is rife in the um, Muslim world, as you know, 96% of the girls in Egypt, for example, over 96% 
has had their uh, uh, clitoris is removed, and it is a vicious, misogynist procedure. It's, it's, it's only bar- it is barbaric. Only objective is to remove sexual pleasure uh, from the woman, unlike, say, male circumcision, which there are healthful benefits. And the number of FGM, female genital mutilation procedures in this country, has exploded over the past 10 years. Even the American Academic uh, Academy of Pediatricians submitted a proposal to sanction a ritual nick. They called it a ritual nick. Um, imagine this. this is, isn't the credo of the medical profession first do no harm? I mean, so it's, it's being infused into our society under the guise of, quote, So unquote, this is happening, just to be clear, this genital mutilation against young women is happening in this country today. Absolutely. And what is, it, the, what is the thinking behind it that if a woman doesn't get any type of sexual pleasure or doesn't like sex, that she's more likely to be faithful to... Her partner, and in the case of radical Islamists, they believe you can have many wives, many partners. That's exactly If you're a man, yeah. A, a woman who cannot enjoy um, sexual pleasure uh, is less likely to, to roam or, you know, is a, safer, is a safer mate. It is the most vicious, if you can consider. I mean, I, I don't have a word for it. It's, it's monstrous. But even more so, that these students were okay with Planned Parenthood. It's a woman's choice. I mean, imagine it's a woman's choice. And even when we asked at any age, because the majority of these operations um, take place over the course of from infancy to 15 years, they said, yeah, any age. I, I mean, it was, it was devastating. And it's literally an army, a goose-stepping army that don't question. But these are kids that go to an Ivy League school, an Ivy League education. Now, to get into an Ivy League school today is quite a feat and quite an accomplishment. I mean, there's, in some cases, I understand, 3 4 5% of the people actually get into those schools that apply. That's exactly right. These, this is the best and the brightest of this country, and that should really scare people because it's not just the, um, the, the, the monstrosity of the procedure itself, but it's years of subsequent health problems, bleeding, problems in childbirth. I mean, I don't want to go. This is a family show. I don't want to go into the complications, the contraindications of this procedure and its lifelong effects. One, one can only has to read Ayan Hirsi Ali's book, uh, Call Me Infidel, uh, because this procedure was um, imposed upon her. And you can read about the lifelong effects. It, it's horrific. And this is supposed to be, you know, the, the, the site of enlightened thinking. This is Columbia University. It was really well, explain a very the other part, video to shoot. Explain the other part of the tape, or the second tape that you have that talks about literally a woman saying to to an American official, eh, you know, I, I want to let these people, but they have fake passports. Is that okay? No, that's fine. Well, we uh, we we started this video series to, to increase awareness of real threats to the society. And as you recall, Obama said he was going to extremely vet the Syrian. Um, migrants, the refugees. He promised to extremely vet them. Those were his words. And um, so we, AFDI uh, reporter Laura Luma went into a U.S. immigration office in New York. It's a, 
it's a division of the Department of Homeland Security, and she said that she wanted to help a family of Syrian immigrants who came with fake passports. And this is the hidden video that we did, and you can see it at the Daily Caller. You can see it on YouTube. And the U.S. immigration official was unfazed by the fake documents. He was more concerned that they may have been here over a year, because if you're here under a year, you'll have no problem getting asylum. But if you're here over a year, that might be problematic. Um, And so it's striking to see him sort of sanctioning it. And then when he asked the number of people in the family, and she said it was uh, two parents and three, you know, uh, children, he said, oh, I thought they were five men. You thought they were five young men. How many families are coming to the United States from Syria that are five young men? I mean, that to me was also frightening. Um, And this is what we're, we're supposed to rest assured that our safety and our security is insured with this refugee program when they are allowing people in with fake passports. And when she was asked about filling out the forms, because he gave her the forms to fill out for them, he said, use the name that's on the fake passport. Use the AKA, the also known as, that's on the fake passport. Unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. You know, it's sad that not everybody in this country has the commitment as you do, as I do, to protect fellow Americans. You know, it was interesting in WikiLeaks when we found out, well, Hillary said, well, you can't vet these people. You can't possibly vet them, but what was she saying? She wanted a 550% increase in, in refugees. You know, if for immigration and vetting refugees and eliminating Obamacare, lower taxes, uh, building the wall, energy independence, and, and Supreme Court justices, how anyone, these never-Trumpers, I never got them, I never will get them, their thought process is alien to me. And they hate my guts. The Bill Crystals, NRO people of the world, uh, Wall Street Journal snobs. I'm, I'm done with all of them. I don't care. I want, I want our country to get back to work. I want our problems solved. And we deserve to protect our homeland. Listen, I'm going to go. We're going to put these videos on our website now, Pam Geller. Thank you. Uh, it's on Hannity.com. And Pam, of course, the president of the American Freedom Defense Initiative. This is more great work by you. And I'm sure you'll come under heavy fire for exposing this. The Columbia School of Journalism will be quite upset with you. Uh, but, Pam, we love you. Thank you for being with us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. The final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. All right, when we come back, by the way, our news roundup information overload hour at the uh, Sean Hannity Show. You know, this controversy over this, this painting that is being hung in Congress that shows police officers as pigs shooting unarmed black people. Well, Duncan Hunter is the one that bravely removed that ridiculous painting, and I'll tell you about the controversy surrounding that. In the meantime, we'll get to our busy phones. Let's go to Mike in Santa Barbara, my old hometown. Mike, hi. How are you? Glad you called, sir. I'm fine, and certainly we miss you here, Sean. Well, thank Um, you. I don't think a lot of people in Santa Barbara miss me, though. Let's be honest. I think a lot of people were glad that they kicked me out of town 30 years ago. (laughs) It is a liberal town, that's for sure. Yeah, the Isla Vista um, folks get... still are living over on the on the bank burning from how many decades ago, right? <laughs> that's true. They still promote that. Um, anyway, I wanted to make two quick points. Um, one is that I think the publication of that report by BuzzFeed actually, I'm going to take a contrary kind of view here, I think it was a great thing. And the reason is because that report's been floating around Washington and the media since last summer. And it was basically operating like an insidious subterranean river that was powering and affecting all the strange things that we've seen this last uh, number of months. 
because those people who had the report, um, no matter whether there was proof or not, they believed it was true or they wanted to believe it was true. And it colored everything, you know, that they did. And I think getting it out into the open was a great thing that allowed that the sunshine of the day, basically, to help destroy it. You know, imagine whatever became leaked from whatever intelligence agency. We have so many different questions here. Imagine that BuzzFeed goes with an insane story about golden showers and hookers in Russia in the Ritz-Carlton. Imagine that all of this is unconfirmed. Imagine if this were done to Barack Obama. Imagine if Fox did it. Imagine if it was any conservative radio host that went with such a story. You know, um, you know, I saw the breathlessness by which the this CNN in particular, I think, was egregious here in which they're reporting this story. It is absolutely positively, you know, so over the top. But you better you better gear up and you better be battle ready because this is what the next four years are going to be like. They are going to lie in wait. The media has nothing else that they want to do nothing more than they want to do than to take out Donald Trump and hurt Donald Trump's presidency and destroy him if they possibly can. All right, Mike, say hi to all my State Street and Fig Tree friends out there, and we will take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll get to more of your calls, and our News Roundup information overload hour is next. He lived through the experience of uh, Michael Brown's death, done by Darren Wilson, another cop who was animalistic in his nature. And so then throughout the last couple of years, he's witnessed it. We've seen it in New York with Eric Garner being choked to death by a police officer. Those are his impressions. Those are his feelings. Those are who, that's how he formed his opinion. And he expressed it in his art. Because these, those were animalistic traits of people dressed in blue. Uh, have you spoken personally to Mr. Hunter? Not yet. I'm looking for I was on my way to the airport Friday morning, going back to my district, and I get a call from my office to tell me that Mr. Hunter had brought the painting into my office. Uh, I think he was way out of bounds. He broke the law. It's called theft. Are you going to press just the complaint wrong. of theft against him? For sure. You are. It's theft. He took it off the wall. He wasn't supposed to. All right. That was Congressman Lacey Clay of Missouri, and he is the one in Congress that has posted and is hanging this painting of police officers depicted as pigs shooting innocent black people. Pretty outrageous. Pretty unbelievable. Our hero last week was Congressman Duncan Hunter because... He was, well, using his own form of expression, and he took the painting down, and then Lacey Clay apparently wanted to have Duncan Hunter arrested. Now, Duncan Hunter, who's served three combat tours overseas, two in Iraq, one in Afghanistan, well, he's taken it down now, as I understand it, a couple of times. Then there was a an American flag with a blue line through it, which shows your support for the police. That was put up above where the painting is. Now, it's been hanging there since June. It was done by a high school student. You heard how Representative Clay was presenting the representation of the student as for whether the painting will stay down. You know, Hunter said Lacey can put it back up, but I'm allowed to take it back down. And we now have a showdown emerging in Congress. 
Congressman Duncan Hunter of California is with us, as well as Dan Bongino, risk management consultant, former Secret Service agent, NYPD officer, contributing editor of Conservative Review. Thank you both for being with us. Hey, Sean, thanks. All right, Congressman Hunter, let's walk through this. I'm looking at the painting in front of me, and what do I see? I see a cop depicted as a pig shooting what looks to be an unarmed black youth. Pretty accurate? That's that's exactly right. I mean, in this... You know, Lacey, uh, he has he has Ferguson, Missouri in his district, and, and I would actually I would agree that it's anybody's First Amendment right to paint whatever they want to. But the U.S. Capitol is not a, a contemporary art gallery; it's not San Francisco. Um, and, and and I think, from my point of view, this was bigger than just a painting. This is a question of does the United States Congress respect law and order and and law enforcement in this country, or do we think as a as a body, as the U.S. Congress representing the people of this country? Do we think that we should be de- depicted and calling cops pigs in the U.S. Capitol? I mean, and, and obviously Democrats are standing for this hard. They have they've had multiple press conferences now. They've they've made it very clear. Democrats in Congress stand for representing cops as pigs. It's reprehensible. Well, the truth in Ferguson is this: that Michael Brown and a fellow thief they robbed and intimidated. We have it all on video. A store clerk they robbed him in broad daylight. Then he got in the grill of this guy, threw him up against the rack that was inside the store, walked out with the stolen material. And then we have multiple African-American eyewitnesses that saw that Darren Wilson was assaulted by Michael Brown. The first shot went off in the car because Michael Brown reached in and tried to get the officer's gun. And then he wouldn't listen to the officer. And then he charged the officer. And and that resulted in his death. All actions by him. That's why there were no charges brought against Darren Wilson, although his career ended as a result of all of this. And we now have what's known as the Ferguson effect, where police are saying, well, why should I bother to do my job when I'm going to get tried just for just for following through on what the law is? And if, God forbid, I have to protect myself, I'm going to be found guilty in the court of public opinion because of congressmen like Lacey Clay, Dan Bongino. Yeah, Sean, you, you, you made one mistake in your statement. You, you, you cited the truth, um, and that's a mistake because Democrats and liberals aren't interested in the truth. You know, Sean, you and I, I think, both know that the modern far leftist, not all Democrats, but the modern far leftist is, is a bumper sticker. They don't stand for anything. It's just a slogan. And the slogan in the Brown case was conveniently, hands up, don't shoot, despite neither any of that happening. There were no hands up. Uh, there, were, there were independent autopsies, ironically, Sean, there was an autopsy paid for by the family of Michael Brown that showed conclusively that he was not shot in the back and his hands weren't up. But, but stop looking for the truth because liberals aren't interested in that because it refutes their bumper sticker. And one ironic thing about this, too, Sean, it's just amazing. I was listening to the clip you opened up with Congressman Clay, who's now threatening to call the cops to have someone arrested. Do, do you not see the silly irony in that? He's putting up a picture of cops painted as pigs, and now he's claiming he's going to call said cops for help to enforce the law about the picture being taken down? Does that no, hey, hey, scream to you? No, totally, with a capital right. I, but that's the left. <laughs> hey, Sean, this is Duncan. To, to his point, the Capitol Police called us and said that, that Lacey did call them to try to press charges, and, and their answer was a little chuckle. Uh, that was their answer, and they and they called. Well, you didn't you didn't steal the painting, Congressman. All you did no, was return it to the to your I, I fellow congressman's it. office. I mean, it's not like you stole it. No, we didn't. We didn't deface it. We didn't demolish it or anything. Uh, we we gave it back to him. Yeah, for safekeeping. Well, you mean he doesn't want the thing? 
Listen, you know, in fact, you know, he, he can hang in his office if he wants to. I mean, if he, if he stands for representing cops as pigs, and, and that's what well, you tell him for me. I'll give him five. Fine, I'll give him five thousand dollars for the painting if he keeps it for his favorite charity, but he can't display it publicly. How's that? Okay, I'll, I'll pass that on. All right, but, the because you know what? I don't want to see. I don't want to see our policemen, our brave men and women in uniform, portrayed as pigs, and then people get the wrong idea. Look, this is a problem we've had all throughout the Obama years. The president rushes to judgment in Cambridge. They acted stupidly, and then he had that idiotic beer summit. He rushed to judgment in the Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman case without any evidence. He is an attorney. He is the president of the United States. Said, "Well, if it was thirty-five years ago, I would have looked like Trayvon, and Trayvon could have looked like my son." And he didn't wait to hear from an eyewitnesses that identified Trayvon Martin on top of George Zimmerman pounding and grounding his head into concrete. And we hear the tape of George Zimmerman screaming for his life. President rushed to judgment there. He rushed to judgment in the Ferguson case I just described, rushed to judgment in the Baltimore case. He's a four time loser. And yet, meanwhile, 4000 people were killed during the eight years he's president in, in Chicago. And he did nothing because I guess it didn't advance a political narrative. Dan Bongino. Yes, Sean, he he does this all the time, Obama. Again, it goes back to the, you know, Obama's a liberal, liberalism's a bumper sticker, and it doesn't mean anything. He just gave a speech, his farewell speech a few days ago. He just gave this speech where he talked about how we live in these insulated news bubbles, and we're not willing to search for the truth. But in every case you just cited, he came out, used the bully pulpit of the presidency to say something that in many cases were, were categorically untrue or were at best, at best, a slanting of the truth for him to advance a political narrative. Again, it just goes back to this point that the only group that it's fair with, the, with Americans, American liberals to stigmatize these days are the cops. And they, they don't mean it when they say that, that they're looking for the truth. They're just looking to advance a political agenda. It's really disturbing. It's ripping the country apart. Well, it is ripping the country apart, and I am sick and tired of it. And the sad thing is policing is getting worse and worse. You know, I, I saw a report in the in the Washington Post earlier today that the Justice Department is going after the police for aggressive policing in Chicago. And I'm thinking, you know, we had 762 people slaughtered in the streets of Chicago last year. You know, once they started stop and frisk in New York, lives were saved. Many of them happened to be black lives, which do matter. All lives matter. And aggressive policing in New York City resulted in fewer and fewer and fewer deaths every single year. And why these ta- now we have a situation where police can't even go out and do their job for fear that they themselves may be arrested if they do their job. And number two, then you have an aggressive justice department under Obama. I don't know what they're supposed to do, Congressman. And no, you know what this does in the end? This causes this type of painting and this type of depiction of police. This causes racism. It causes prejudice. It causes fighting. It causes targeted shootings of cops on the street. That that's what this does. But I'm a guy of action. We, we took it down in the end state, Sean, is the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, said it's coming down after votes today, and uh, and it's going to stay down. But that's that's the end state here. And it, to put it this way, when I come back next week for the inauguration, it, it better be off the wall, because if it's not, um, then it's the, uh, it'll be out of the Speaker's hand at that point, because you've got, you got a few hundred guys here on the, on the Republican side that believe in law and order, and, and we're going to make sure that that's going to Well, what do you down. make of uh, the chairman of the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, when he made this statement, I thought it was pretty outrageous, Cedric uh, Richmond, and he went out and said, we might just have to kick somebody's ass and stop them, meaning you, yeah. I guess. Are they going to kick your ass? Well, number, number one, let them Sounds try. like a threat. 
yeah. it, it, that was a threat. And that's, you know, when it, there is no there's no logical reason. There's no good definition of why you would want to portray police officers as pigs. There isn't like like uh, Don said, I mean, this 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 is a bumper sticker thing with no backup to it whatsoever. So that's what they resort to are personal attacks. And that's how the left has always been. So I'm not surprised by that. Well, if he comes at you personally, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, I don't know, Sean. If you, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I, let's, let's not play hypotheticals with, the, with getting into fights. I, I've, I've been in plenty. I'd prefer not to be in any more. But, you know, we, we take things as they happen. Well, me and Dan Bongino are fighting all the time. I mean, he's <laughs> he's been impressed with my street martial arts I've been studying for the last five years. You knew I was going there. I swear <laughs> that was just in my head. I'm like, he should bring Sean in there. No, get him I'll... in a Kimura or something. <laughs> Drop to some you know, the funny thing is... I got into these big Twitter fights this week, and I, I I never start them. They all start with me, and then I'm like, I'm fine. You want to fight? I fight. I'll be t- uh, listen. I'm the same way. You want you you want to mess around with me on Twitter? I am always game. My wife hates it, but I am always game. You know, I I, I don't play around on Twitter. Yeah, but let's go back to this representative Clay because I think you know he said at the time after Officer Darren Wilson was exonerated, he said my dream Wilson's behavior was animalistic. He said, Mr. Darren Wilson's behavior, animalistic, referring to the Ferguson police officer who was shot in spite of all of the African-Americans. They were all African-Americans that testified at the grand jury that, in fact, everything that Darren Wilson said was true and that Michael Brown was the one that tried to fight him for the gun and charged at him. Yeah, but, Sean, that's the truth. I mean, again, that's facts. And, and, and I can't say this enough. Like, liberals don't care about facts. See, for them, it advances a political narrative to consolidate the minority vote by claiming that there's a common enemy that the liberal is going to fix. And that common yeah. enemy for them that the liberals have declared is the police department. I got to so run, but I want to... Support that or not, doesn't matter. I want to say to both of you, and you get our Hero Award of the Week, Congress. Congressman Duncan Hunter of California, thank you. And uh, thank you, Dan Bongino, for all you do as well. In a sea of government lies, he's the beacon of truth. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, when we get back for the rest of the program, we'll be taking your calls toll-free, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Let's get to our phones Alex is in Panama City, Florida, on the Sean Hannity Show. Alex, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Greetings from the home of military diving. I just got a little idea for you with that pig painting. With your contacts, how about you commission a painting um, that shows that the congressmen depicted as pigs allowing unarmed officers to be slain, since that's what they're enabling and that seems to be what they want to push in this society. Well, Linda just said in my ear she wants to draw that painting. I, but you're not an artist particularly, are I, you? I think that I could rally my, my creative prowess. Well, I could always ask John McNaughton to do it and ah, commission great that. idea, yes. I mean, he's, he's a great painter. I've actually bought a couple of paintings from him. I'm not that into art either. But he does religious and political paintings. And my favorite is his signature work, The Forgotten Man. That's my f- favorite. And I've got a copy of it right here in my studio. Linda will tweet it out in a second. Uh, Anyway, uh, from my perspective, I don't think it's a bad idea. Look, it's horrible. The bottom line is there there develops a mentality and a mindset that it's, you know, open season on cops. That's what bothers me. Anyway, I appreciate it, Alex. Good point. Uh, Let's see. Dorley is uh, next on the Sean Hannity Show, San Angelo, Texas. What's up, Dorley? Hello, sir. I was just calling because... I find it strange that there isn't a greater focus in the mainstream media, because I read all the 
the Post, the Times, all this stuff, and all the other media outlets, about how long this exact this dossier has actually been in existence, and that it's just now surfacing a week before, you know, the inauguration, and yet, and it was sought out by John McCain. You know, how did he get it? I mean, what is the story here? You know, and it, it's just. The, the reason you got to understand why. I mean, and I really believe Rand Paul's right on this and a few other people and Donald Trump's right on this. The president elect is whoever within intelligence is leaking this information. They are doing it to hurt him. And it was pretty interesting remarks that Chucky e. Schumer made the other day. Well, if you take on the intelligence community, <laughs> they've got a lot of power to get you back. Really? By releasing uh, unconfirmed, unsubstantiated intelligence that has not been vetted that is so over the top just to make the president-elect of the united states look bad but out of the blue though out of the blue yeah that's my point (laughs) you know look it's it's been out there we had brett bear on the program yesterday my colleague and friend from the fox news channel and he's a newsman's newsman remember he broke the story that a 99 percent certainty that five separate intelligence agencies had access to Hillary's private email server account. He broke that story, took a lot of heat yeah. from his friends in the media. And and he knew about this story. And if it was true, he vetted this. He was telling me back, what, in July, August? I've heard this so many times I can't even begin to count them. I mean, it's insane. All right, 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Don't forget Hannity tonight. We're going to talk about a tale of two presidents tonight, how the liberal media covered Obama and how they're covering President-elect Trump. My opening monologue tonight, Michelle Malkin joins us. Kellyanne Conway is on tonight. Senator Joe Manchin, he said he will support Jeff Sessions. I think maybe one of the others then. Congresswoman Blackburn, Jim Jordan, Louis Gomer tonight, and much more. And Geraldo and I shoot it out. 10 Eastern. Breaking news straight from the source. This is the Sean Hannity Show. You already know how powerful the Latino vote can be. In 2012, Latinos voted in record numbers. The next day, even Sean Hannity changed his mind and decided immigration reform was a good idea. Think about it. Well, uh, there, that's there, a there, hateful no, thing. There, Fox there, News there, is there, not there, hateful. There, if you not. were watching Sean Hannity consistently, he's a comedy. You, you, you would. These guys—they've given me a hard time. With respect to Sean Hannity, I, I didn't know that he had invited me for a beer. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I, I will take that under advisement. Gen- generally. Uh, his opinion of me does not seem to be very high, but uh, but I'm always good for a beer. How are the uh, wife and kids doing? You know, they're doing great. They, they seem to be thriving, watching Nickelodeon. They're not listening to Sean Hannity on uh, Nickelodeon. I'll put Mr. Burgess up against Sean Hannity. He'll tear him up. Is, is, is Sean Hannity suddenly going to get on the airways and say, you know, I was wrong about this Obama guy. He's, he's my man. No. I mean, I think that there's a certain segment uh, of hardcore Sean Hannity fans that probably wouldn't want to go have a beer with me. There's no doubt about that. I'm all about it having a beer with him. I'm, I'm all about it. And I'm even offering in the spirit of spreading the wealth, as I said at the time, to pay for it all. You know, it's, it's only I'll celebrate him leaving with him. I'll, I'll even get him champagne and caviar and, and a big steak, you know, and, and then I'll have a chance to talk to him about all the things that he could have done that he didn't do and how radical and partisan he is and rigid he is and everything else. But I don't think that's going to happen. 
All right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number on this Friday. All right, let's get to our busy phones here today. Let's go to Linda in Shelton, uh, Connecticut, wants to talk about all the liberal snowflakes. What's going on? How are you, Linda? Glad you called. Sean, Sean, first of all, I have to tell you, tell your wife not to get jealous, but I absolutely love you. I listen to you every day. And you know what? I just want you to tell Trump to please keep doing what he's doing, because for all us millions of Americans, it's like Christmas every day. I love seeing those little liberal crybaby, miserable human beings finally get what they deserve. And you know what? I don't know if you heard Cavuto yesterday, but he stated it so eloquently. These people, now that the, you know, now that it's on the other foot, they can't handle it. They're crybaby little losers. And Trump is going to get this, this country going like they've never seen. And they can't stand it because the little crybaby losers can't stand it. And I love how you go at them every single day. You make my day. Well, you absolutely make my day. It is entertaining. I mean, we actually went back and we looked at how we responded to Obama's victories. Number one, his first one didn't surprise me at all. Second one, frankly, after the third debate with Romney didn't surprise me that much either. I remember screaming at that third debate at his people. What have you done to him? You've, you've actually he sat down when it, when he needed to step up at the wrong time. And I'm not blaming Romney as much as he had horrible advisors around him at the time. They were awful. And that was a to me, it could have been a winnable election. Now, with all of that put aside, we didn't cry we weren't snowflakes. I didn't talk about leaving the country. This is be a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to kill myself, and I'm not kidding. You better fix this right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. I mean, that was a Bernie supporter snowflake, but they're out there. And, you know, all these Hollywood freakouts, Meryl Streep. I mean, it's to be honest, there's a part of me that is very entertained by it all. What I don't understand is they now have an eight-year track record. And I guess it's because they probably only watch liberal news networks. Because if they listen to this radio show, Linda, they would know how bad the last eight years have been. If they listen, if they watch my TV show, they would know how bad Obamacare is. They would know how bad foreign policy decisions have been. But I guess, you know, now we're ending wet foot, dry foot. What a slap in the face to Cuban Americans that, you know, were risking their lives and broken down, dilapidated, rickety boats and shark infested waters to get to America. But you know what? This all ends by this time next week. Donald J. Trump will be the 45th president of the United States. It's our seven-day countdown. So, Linda, I appreciate your kindness. God bless you. What are you doing this weekend? You're going to do something fun, I hope? Oh, no. I'm just, I watch that news. I'm watching that news every day. And Thank I you. just want to tell you one last thing. You know how you, you say they're never going to give up on him? They're going to be relentless. You know, my husband always says, you know what? Yet every time they come at him with something that they're going against him on, tell him to turn it around like an attorney does and put it back on them. Because that we have so much to throw at them, like Kabuto said. Every time they say, like, look at yesterday when they were trying to say that the money that uh, Mr. Carson, when he he's the most beautiful American that ever was. And that he's going to make sure that he doesn't give a dime of it to Trump. Are you kidding me? She's pathetic. She's I have pathetic. dealt with this my entire life, and that is being a conservative. I go back to David Limbaugh's column that I quoted earlier in the program. 
all of these attacks are against conservatism itself. Anyway, good call. Linda, appreciate your passion. God bless you. Dalton is next in Gainesville, Florida. Dalton, hi. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sean. I just wanted to talk about how uh, CNN is really unreliable. And I was just uh, scrolling through Twitter because I'm, I'm 18 years old. I'm a millennial. So I was on Twitter and I noticed Fox Business was following the Sessions uh, uh, hearing for Attorney General. And I noticed I'd look to CNN. I turned CNN on and all they were talking about was how Cory Booker and John Lewis uh, getting a lot of publicity about how Sessions is a racist. However, they definitely left out Mr. Willie Huntley and William Smith's testimony who was in favor of Sessions for Attorney General because he gave them opportunities when nobody else would. The reason that I decided, beyond the news stories that took over this week, and that is the abusively biased BuzzFeed CNN story that we've been following here, and the the insanity of Golden Shower Gate, and them being called out by President-elect Trump at the presser this week, um, I just made a conscious decision that All of this was predictable. That's why we went into it earlier in the program today, now that most of it is over. And all of it is not going anywhere. And, you know, Obama loved to shove it in the face of Republicans. I won. Elections have consequences. I won. I won. And, you know, everyone talks about, well, we didn't have bipartisanship. Obama's given this interview to 60 Minutes that will air this weekend. And, you know, he's going to whine and complain that he wasn't able to get the Republicans to go along with him. Well, he's the one that you know, made comment after comment about them, social Darwinism and, and all these other comments. So it, it is what it is. But the the proof is in the pudding. Donald Trump is going to be judged on what his record is in the next four years. He's going to be judged on the jobs he's created. He's going to be judged on whether he can repair relationships in America's stature in the world. He's going to be judged on the promises he made and what promises he ends up keeping, as it should be. And Obama's agenda is going to pretty much be wiped out. It'll be almost like he was never there, but for the judges that have lifetime tenure and for the record debt that he has, short of that, everything within a month that Obama has done will be wiped clean. It'll be like the person that never lived there. And that is going to drive him insane in the early days of the Trump presidency. Lawrence in Georgia, hello, glad you called. Welcome to the program, and uh, thank you for being with us. Hey, hey Sean, I uh, just want to say to you, I am a Democrat, but uh, I am I am rooting for Trump because I'm rooting for America. Good for you. And uh, you've, uh, you, you are analytical. That's one thing I appreciate. And though we disagree in terms of the outcome of some of the analysis, I still want to say that, um, you know, I, I wish President Trump the best, and I'm going to be praying for him. And uh, I also am praying for you. Uh, I know that you have to represent uh, the desires of your constituency. Well, well, stop right there. No, I just give my honest opinion. What's so yeah, hard about I that? I got that. I appreciate that. I, I don't have to represent anything. As a matter of fact, some, you know, people from every camp, which I predict every election year, they were unhappy with well, you didn't support my candidate enough. Eh, you didn't support my candidate enough. And I, yeah. I I think the record shows I was fair to everybody and the oh, people yeah, I, voted. I, well, I understand. I mean, you, you know, all I want is, well, all I hope for is that there's a place for all of us in America at the end of the day. Because sometimes I feel like there's not because we have differences of opinion. But I, we're all Americans. And I hope that that will eventually win the day. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Thank you, Lawrence. Well, there's a liberal that's not a snowflake. That's refreshing. Monique is in Sarasota, Florida, southwest Florida, next on the Sean Hannity Show. What's going on? Hey, I was going to sort of bring up a correlation that I've noticed is how many people in Hollywood went up in arms against McCarthyism, but they're sure doing a Trumpism, going after people who are 
being involved with Trump or supporting Trump. Uh, we can use his inauguration, being blackballed, the whole Hollywood scene blackballing anybody who supports Trump. Um, if you accompany and you support Trump, they're saying boycott you. <laughs> I mean, my God, what's going on in today's world? Well, maybe that means something. You know, something I've I've gotten over the years, those L.L. Bean, uh, what do you call those, catalog things? You know what? Yeah. I, I actually think I'm going to buy some things from L.L. Bean. They're not an advertiser of the show, but... I don't like that this woman is being attacked. I watched her on television this week on the, on the Fox and Friends show, and I'm like, you know what? This lady's lovely. The product is superb, and I'm going to buy some of their products. I'm going to go online, and I'll, I'll buy some L.L. Bean products, and I'll do it as a means of saying, you know what? And Trump even said, well, you might have more people. So, I, you know, if you like the boots, if you like the gear that they have, they've got great hunting stuff. You know, go to L.L. Bean. Give them a shot. Really? I use them, too. I think they're a great company. They're quality, U.S. made, and other things. But, but you know, we've experienced this in talk radio for years. People don't like what we say. They attack our advertisers. People don't like what we say. They try and get us thrown off the air. I mean, all of us at some point or another, we've, we've been through all of this. I don't support boycotts. I never have. Boycotts to me are dangerous. Boycotts to me, you know, if they can do it to us and we can do it to them, it's just not good, and I make my living with the First Amendment. So I'm, gen- exactly. I'm generally speaking not in favor of them. Anyway, listen, you have a great weekend, Monique, and uh, I wish I was down there in southwest Florida with you. I was down there a little bit over Christmas, had a great time. The weather's fantastic. We had like 80-degree weather every single day, sunshine, rainbows. It was fun. The per- well, I did see one rainbow. I did. They have these late afternoon showers in, in Florida, and then sometimes you see a rainbow. You've never seen a rainbow? Cotton candy. I didn't see cotton candy. Everybody Sounds like l- a snowflake moment. Sounds like a snowflake moment. Thanks a lot. Did you say that on air or off air? I can never tell the difference. She talks in my ear like that all the time. I have no idea if it's on air or off air. That was on air. So sometimes I'm having these conversations and you all think I'm insane at home, but it's her in my ear talking to me and I respond because I'm I'm not, I can't focus on two things at once. It's so annoying when you talk in my ear and don't talk to the audience. Not a typical, typical man. All right. Now, if I said typical woman, then what? You've been very passive aggressive today and you know why. You know why, because I made an executive decision you didn't like based on research and analysis. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Don't forget, Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. We'll give you the lineup in just a minute. Uh, Michelle Malkin and much more. Digging deep to expose how the government wastes your money each and every day. This is the Sean Hannity Show. And I haven't, you know, turned on Fox News or listened to conservative talk radio yet today, but I've turned them on enough over these past seven and a half years to know I'm not exaggerating in terms of their story. And, and look, if I watched Fox News, I wouldn't vote for me. You know, if you're watching Fox News, you get an entirely different reality than if, you know, if, if you watch Fox News on a regular basis. It is a constant menu. If you watch Fox News, you inhabit a completely different world with different facts i wasn't viewed through this prism of fox news and conservative media and uh making me scary the history channel is not here i guess they were embarrassed about the whole obama is a devil thing (laughs) of course that never kept fox news from showing up you talked to somebody who said well i don't know i was watching fox news and they said this horrible 
I think it's fair to say, number one, any of us would be pretty angry. Number two, that the Cambridge police uh, acted stupidly. I think Ferguson laid bare a problem that is not unique to St. Louis or that area and is not unique to our time. And that is a simmering distrust uh, that exists between too many police departments and too many communities of color. We've heard stories of some of these young men uh, being stopped and put on the ground by police for no reason. And we have to close the justice gap. How justice is applied, but also how it is perceived, how it is experienced. Eric Holder understands this. That's what we saw in Ferguson this summer when Michael Brown was killed and the community was divided. But the anger and the emotion that followed his death awakened our nation once again to the reality that people in this room have long understood, which is in too many communities around the country, a gulf of mistrust exists between local residents and law enforcement. I think there are police departments that have to do some soul searching. So that's really all you need to know. All these people seeing it, they're all wigged out. Donald Trump says they're fake news. Well, welcome to the world that that I have lived in for the last eight years. Step in my shoes for just a minute uh, for crying out loud. Obama bashing Fox News. How many times has he attacked me? We played it earlier in the show today. But really, the cops, we're back to the cops again. You know, how many times do you need to be wrong before you, you change the way you act towards the police? Cambridge acted stupidly. Trayvon could be my son. That could have been me 35 years earlier. Rushed to judgment in Ferguson. Whoopsie daisy. African Americans, eyewitnesses. Yeah, they confirm everything Officer Darren Wilson said. No indictment. Freddie Gray, same story. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern on the Fox News Channel, as we'll be checking in with Michelle Malkin, Kellyanne Conway tonight, Senator Joe Manchin tonight, Marsha Blackburn, Jim Jordan, and Louis Gohmert, and Geraldo Rivera and I shoot it out. 10 Eastern. Have a great weekend. See you tonight at 10. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said... Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.